Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We want to see you. We want to hang with you. We want to be doing as much of this type of thing as possible. So we're going to be doing a show. We're calling it a QB1 Town Hall. It is a week from today, 2 to 6, Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. Keep listening for your chance to win. Contest line is open, 312-540-0670. You want to come, you've got a take on Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, J.J. McCarthy, what they should do with the top pick in the draft. We want you in person one week from today, 312 540 Zero six seven zero. We'll have experts uh, calling in in person. We're going to do a whole big thing. It's going to be a great show. We very much want you to come out. Um, today is a tragic day in the sports world as the Chiefs championship parade was concluding. There was an active shooter situation where uh, there is one confirmed dead and uh, up to 15 people shot so far. And this alarming number from Children's Mercy Hospital, they are treating nine children with gunshot wounds. Eleven children are injured that they're treating nine of them with gunshot wounds. I don't I don't understand how the percentage is that high of children. That's horrifying and makes you think about whether the shooter was targeting that or shooting low and whatever the hell was going on. Yeah, I mean, or just a group of kids in the wrong place at the wrong time, a Uh school trip. I told you my cousin. has twins who are 12 years old they were out of school they were calling it a red snow day the school district yeah so like, a lot I mean, of the, schools the, 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 were, co- were closed yeah so i mean it, it's a big you know what i mean it take your kids take your take your families my buddy ben heisler took his son to his first parade uh t- today so it was a um there were obviously a ton of kids God, at it, that parade. if this shooter shot into a a, a group a class full of school kids on a freaking field trip to see a parade. I don't know. I don't know. But the, yeah, we have we have nine kids being treated with gunshot wounds at Children's Mercy, and Children's Mercy is very close to to Union Station, so um, proximity is there. It's a great hospital system. Uh, there's a couple of really good hospitals right by there. Uh, St. Luke's is close. It's a, a good medical situation there. And uh, at this point, one confirmed dead. We have a reporter who was on the scene who's going to join us in a little bit less than 10 minutes. But uh, here's Mayor Quentin Lucas and some other officials giving the latest updates from Kansas City. 
We went out today, like everyone in Kansas City, looking to have a celebration. That celebration was marred by a shooting today. And we recognize that there are some who are injured. We are praying for the safety of everyone. I've talked to a few different uh, folks so far. One, we have spoken to the Kansas City Chiefs, who made clear that their prayers are with everyone who was at the parade today, everyone in Kansas City, and everyone who was touched by this incident. They also noted that their players, coaches, and staff are all accounted for at this point and safe. We, however, know that this is a fluid situation, so all that we are sharing now may change as the hours go ahead. We've also received a call from the White House that offered all federal assistance in the investigation. We had federal agencies present today. We appreciate that, and certainly in the days ahead and the hours ahead, we will make sure we continue to do this work. I will say personally, first, a thank you to the women and men of law enforcement, to the women and men who work with the Kansas City Fire Department and our other agencies. When the shooting started, I, like many others, ran and ran for safety. I saw a number of agencies, including the Kansas City Police Department, officers with guns drawn, who are running towards danger. We thank them for that. As I was leaving the scene, I saw members of our Kansas City Fire Department administering aid to folks who are seriously injured without concern for the shootings and the challenges that were near them. This is absolutely a tragedy, the likes of which we would have never expected in Kansas City, and the likes of which we will remember for some time. However, I want to say thank you to those who are making sure that we are safe today, those who are investigating this incident, and those who will continue to make sure that those who committed these acts today are brought to justice. We'll come back for some questions at the end of the Chief's comments, but now the Police Chief, Stacy Graves. Chief Stacy Graves, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. At the conclusion of the Chief's rally today, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. We're still gathering information on the number and the status of victims. But like I said, we know that one of the victims is deceased. We also know that officers ran towards danger. Officers were there to keep everyone safe. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred, even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers, who again ran towards them and took them into custody. Right now, we have up to 10 to 15 injured. Yes, right now, we do not have an exact number of people who were victims of a gunshot wound. It could be upwards from 10 to 15 with one deceased. Do you know how many are in critical condition at this point? I do not have conditions on our victims just yet. Any believed to be children? I don't, I do not believe that any of them were children. Any law enforcement injured in this first response? Um, nothing of note. Chief, what prompted, what do you, what, what do you guys believe now prompted the issue? 
Uh, we are still, that is still under investigation. Uh, I myself was outside when I heard the shots fired. It is an ongoing investigation. It's going to take us a little bit to determine exactly what led up to the shooting. I will say, though, we do have two suspects in custody. There are questions for you. I have heard that as well. I have heard that, that fans got involved in the apprehension or the pursuit of one of the suspects. I cannot confirm that right now, but that is something that I have heard myself. There is a video out there. That's the Kansas City Police Chief. There's a video out there of the apprehension she's describing. Um, I've seen it on the news sites themselves. So the news, Kansas City news sites are, are, are deciding that 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 is what it appears to be. It seems to be one of the shooters running away and being apprehended and tackled by multiple um, just fans that are there for the for the parade and uh, then waving over law enforcement. Danny, you mentioned Children's Mercy Hospital said they're treating 12 patients, 11 are kids, 9 have gunshot wounds. Yeah, so that's an update since the police chief spoke uh, that, the, that the hospital released that uh, a huge percentage of these victims of gunshots actually are children. Another medical center, Truman Medical Center, said it's treating eight gunshot victims, with two of those being listed in critical condition for others with non-gunshot injuries. So that's, you combine those numbers and you're already above what has been reported. So those numbers are not final by any stretch. Let's go uh, to Kansas City right now. Kind enough to join us from Channel 9 News, KMBC on the Circus Sports Hotline is uh, reporter Jackson Kurtz, who was at the parade. Jackson, thank you for the time. What is uh, the latest that you can tell us? Well, right now we know that uh, there's two people in police custody that they told us about very soon afterwards this shooting. We know this. The, some witnesses showed us some video immediately after the Chiefs parade, the Chiefs rally. There's music playing. The music ends, and there's a 20-second gap there. And immediately, once the gap ends, uh, you, see gun, you hear gunshots and people start scrambling. Um, initially, police told us they believe it was 10 to 15 people uh, that— that possibly were injured or possibly were injured. Um, and now that, that number may be more uh, because of the reports of different hospitals um, that we've been getting. Uh, Children's Mercy Hospital, the Children's Hospital in Kansas City, 12 patients, 11 are kids, nine of them have gunshot wounds, just really heartbreaking numbers. Uh, another hospital, St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City, had one gunshot wound patient walk in and three and three others with non-life-threatening uh, injuries. So uh, these numbers kept happening. But so many people at this parade, hundreds of thousands of folks, scrambling to hide. So many people told us they heard those gunshots. They ran inside Union Station in downtown Kansas City, hidden closets for however long as they could, people crying. Uh, and now it's, it's exactly what we didn't want to hear, uh, kids being shot, going to a parade, going to a rally. Uh, to see their favorite player, to see their favorite team, and now having to spend the night in a hospital with gunshot wounds. So um, it's still extremely fluid. Uh, we don't know. Uh, police have not told us if there's any more suspects. Uh, lots of video online of people getting arrested, including one. We saw one man uh, being taken to a police uh, vehicle shortly after uh, we arrived on scene. We were on scene. We're going back to the station uh, and saw Eight or nine police cars zoomed past us, followed by some ambulances. Uh, a couple of them were not even close to being from Kansas City. So that kind of gave us a, 
uh, an alarm of what was going on, the magnitude of what was happening in Kansas City. Uh, lots of people uh, grieving and just shocked uh, with a lot of sadness tonight from the events. Talking to Jackson Kurtz in Kansas City from KMBC Television Channel 9. Any information on the deceased victim? No, we do not. We have no information right now. Uh, we're waiting for a press conference from police to give us an update on all of this. Uh, that's expected to be in a couple minutes here. It was supposed to be at 5 o'clock, so we're just standing by uh, waiting for that. One of our colleagues is there in place. Um, we know that we've, we've, this, this happened fairly close to Union Station, uh, fairly close to the Chiefs players. They are all safe. We know that. Uh, we know that they were uh, nearby nearby the shooting. Our mayor, Mayor Quentin Lucas, uh, he himself was uh, ran inside to safety because of the gunshots. Um, just, just nobody was safe. You know, you, you never think this happens to you. You have in the back of your mind when you go to these crowds. Uh, but on a day like today, a celebratory day for Kansas City uh, to celebrate the back-to-back -back champions, um, not, not, not what people were expecting, uh, unimaginable circumstances. Um, I think we're still getting uh, reports of other hospitals. I know one uh, hospital, University Health, has numbers, too. They have uh, eight gunshot victims. Uh, two of those are in critical condition. Four have uh, non-gunshot injuries. Um, so there may be varying injuries, not just gunshots, right. um, from this breakout of the situation. Jackson, you, you referenced the players. It, 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 was, it was right there close to where the players and where the media was. I mean, what was the reaction for players and media and suddenly interacting with, with so many scared fans, obviously? <clears throat> I think at first a lot of us were trying to figure out what was happening, um, you know, you, you heard you heard gunshots in these clips that uh, our station, some other stations have shown. But, I mean, you, you could very well think it was fireworks uh, just from the fireworks that we've had the last couple of days uh, here in Kansas City. So uh, in, initially, we didn't know exactly what was happening. <clears throat> and then the players themselves were kind of out of sight immediately afterwards this rally. They went inside Union Station, or at least uh, in the garage nearby. Uh, it was kind of hard to tell exactly where they went um, into afterwards. But, um, you know, they've been tweeting. Patrick Mahomes tweeted earlier, praying for Kansas City. Uh, Drew Tranquil, linebacker, tweeting, you know, this is just sadness. Other players as well just sharing their thoughts and prayers for Kansas City and, um, you know, how, how terrible this was for today. So, um, you know, th thankfully they're okay, but uh, those kids uh, and other folks who have been injured uh, definitely going to make leave a mark um, on them today. Jackson Kurtz, KMBC Channel 9 in Kansas City. Thank you for giving us a few minutes in Chicago, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Man. A firsthand account from the parade with the shooting in Kansas City. I mean, adding up those numbers from the hospitals, the, the, the next police update is going to have a significantly higher total. Right. Now, hopefully not a higher total of – a death toll, but you just have but the in in injuries term, in, in terms of twenty and thirty. Yeah, right? in terms of gu in, uh, gunshot victims, right? It's gonna it's gonna be a significantly mm -hmm. higher uh, number there. So this is, uh, and you see these videos. I mean, it's just obviously pandemonium and pure pure chaos. And I don't know. I always think about it when I'm in crowds. I, I always think about it.
outside of Wrigley walking in to a 120 game and it's 1245 and there's 10,000 people trying to get in the home plate gate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I always think about it. I don't. I don't. And I know that I, 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 I it, 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 for me, it, it ends up feeling like, well, if something happens, it's out of my control. What could I have done about it? Like, I, I, I guess I, no, tr- I trust myself to be ready to react if need be, but I, I always end up trying to give myself to the moment and feel the excitement of the moment or feel whatever responsibilities I'm having to do and, and not wanting to live in fear. But days like this just, just make you wonder whether you should be or not. You know? I, I mean, listen, I, I don't – just because I think about it doesn't mean that I don't go to the games or even totally live in in fear. It's just a um, – we've seen so many of these incidents, yeah. right? And you see the videos of it, and you see how fast the guns can shoot. Right? I'm not an expert on this. I understand that, but – and then people were like, it's not an, it's not an automatic weapon. Uh, okay. It shoots a lot of bullets really fast, these guns, right? We have guns that you can buy legally in this country mm-hmm. that shoot a lot of bullets really fast. And it, so I always think about it. It was like, man, there's, I didn't have to walk through a metal detector to get into this point. If I was a bad actor or if someone was a bad actor in this crowd, they could do a lot of damage if they didn't care about getting out of here alive and people are pointing out this is today the anniversary of parkland parkland florida it's also the anniversary of the shooting at niu that was on valentine's Valentine's day Day. so that's 16 years ago so 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 think about that 16 years since niu so 16 years since niu six years since parkland chief super bowl parade those are just high profile mass shootings not to mention the gun violence that we deal with every day, but in terms of mass shootings, the, yeah. hey, there's a bunch of people here, let's inflict mass terror and scare as many people as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. It's it, three, we, we, I mean, I, I guess Parkland will be the one that's most remembered for this day because the most people died. And because of the ensuing protest from the kids and the activism from the kids and that lasting legacy. But it's kind of, it's, it it, it is truly America. I mean, what, what an, what an American thing that the, that there was a mass shooting at a Super Bowl parade that happened to fall on the anniversary of two different high profile mass shootings. It drives you crazy. That's a pretty incredibly American sentence. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that, 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 that is a specifically disgusting American sentence. Super Bowl parade mass shooting falls on the anniversary of two mass shootings where more people died than at least the current death toll of today in Kansas City. It feels like the same disgust with which I thought about the 4th of July shooting. <laughs> In Highland Park, like, here we go on the most American of holiday, the most American of problems. And it's just, it's, it's endlessly repetitive and sickening and maddening. And I, I always think of that, it was a, the Boston Globe put out the cover of, like, we know what will happen next. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just, and just mapped out, I think it was after Parkland, 
or it might have been after the, the, the marathon bombing of just like what is going to happen. This is what we do. We do this, we do that, we do this, then they find out this, then they find out that. Thoughts or prayers. Thoughts this is prayers. not time for the debate on guns. Right. Stop our making thoughts this are with political. The vi- our thoughts are with the victims. Like I want to point out that Missouri is 38th out of 50 mm-hmm. states in terms of gun laws. Sure. That the, all the things you don't have to bother to do in the state of Missouri to end up with a gun, the the, the permission to conceal carry or n- open carry, you're allowed to do that. Oh, yeah. They don't have to do a background check to get a gun in Missouri. Like it, I remember it, being, I remember working in Kansas City and... Um, but don't make it political, though, guys. Don't make it political. It is political. Of course. It just freaking is. Of course. Because that's the end game of where we get after we go through all the steps. And, 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 and listen, it, we also have a... There's a truth to the matter that is unfortunate that there are more guns than people in this country. Like the tube is out of the toothpaste. Uh, the toothpaste is out of the tube mm-hmm. on this. You know what I mean? We can't do I, uh, the Australia scenario, right? Like they had a mass shooting, did a massive gun buyback. No, ma- no more mass shootings. Different gun culture. Different right. gun culture. Fewer guns. Fewer people. Mm-hmm. You know, just a different a different situation. Um, so there is a helplessness to it, but there's also big business attached to this, and there's yes, big there po- there's big political fundraising attached to it, and which is why it is uniquely American that this right. keeps happening. And by the way, and then what will happen is we'll find out something about the shooter that'll make someone on one side or the, the debate or the other feel emboldened. But it. People are racing to do that. Already. Black, white, brown, old, of young, course. red, white, blue, uh, red state, blue state, Muslim, Jew, Catholic. You know what I mean? It, it's it, it. And people who want the 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 lesser gun laws will point out the mental health problem in America. Which Great, of work course, on that too. Yeah, I'd love to work on that Great. too. Work on that too. Uh, yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's, it's it great. makes for a fun day. It does. It makes for yeah. a really fun sports day. No, I mean, listen, man. It, you mentioned like Fourth of July. Like I, I was at that parade, uh, and it was. I mean, I remember getting all the texts because it was like Fourth of July parade, Chicago suburbs. It's like, oh no, no, that wasn't the one that I was at. But then you end up knowing ten people that were there. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, no, so that, I was on the receiving end of the wellness text that day. Now I'm on the send them out side of it. You know, it's just it's, it's terrible. Yeah. But, hey, pitchers and catchers reported. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it's just it's, it's, I know. it's one of those weird days. It's one of, the, it's one of those it's days one of, where, one of those weird days. where you're, and, reminded and way, of, you're reminded of how frivolous it is uh, what we do for a living. But, you and, know, it's kind of fun, too. It's good to be the distraction. And then tomorrow we'll go back to being distracted. And mm-hmm. uh, then there will be another shooting in Chicago and elsewhere. And it's just, you know, world keeps spinning yeah. because nothing uh, apparently to be done. And people say that's I'll, I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, people are like, ah, it's, it's not the guns. Okay. All right. So is your answer to do nothing? I am not saying that universal background checks or closing the gun show, uh, gun show loophole or an assault weapons ban. I'm not saying that that would solve the problem. Cause you'd still even, have all those guns on the street. Yeah. Even though, by the way, the assault weapons ban, when we did have it, did show a reduction in mass shootings. By the way, we do have the data on that. But it wouldn't end it. But I would argue it would be cool if it made it better. 
mean, you know what I mean? What a radical stance to like, hey, maybe try something yeah. instead of nothing. Maybe. Just an idea. Yeah, and you could you could have theoretically a situation where instead of 20 victims, you have three. Yeah, that's an idea. That would seem to be uh, They would just do it with a knife. All right, good. Let's try the knives. Let's have a mass stabbing epidemic in this country. That seems like it might be an improvement. But, you know. Or we could just do thoughts and prayers. We could do that. I think we've tried it. Pretty sure we've tried it. Yeah. I think we've tried the prayers. We've tried the thoughts. I thought so. I mean, those are good, too. I Sure. Those are, those are good, too, eh. as long as there's actually some, something. Eh. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to denigrate thoughts and prayers as a generality, but as a sole plan. As a sole plan. I will denigrate it as a sole yeah. plan. I'm saying from people in power. I'm not talking about from someone in the audience. I'm talking about from people in power. They're like, oh, thoughts and prayers. Great. How about don't take your recess, don't shut down the government, go to work and actually pass some stuff? Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. And um, vote on this stuff. Yeah. Vote. No, seriously. I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the voter turnouts are so awful, and you can't just sit here and bitch about stuff and not vote. Yeah. So register. Baseball. Oh, yeah, right. You need me. This is when I do need you. I do need you. Finally. I do need you. We found found him up. I'm pumped for spring training, baby. Yeah, you are. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Spend some time with our friends Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Yes. Afternoons on the score. The official toll now is uh, one dead, 22 injured after a shooting at a parade. Three people have been taken into custody. Uh, Many young victims, it sounds like. And I actually have been in touch with someone who is working at Children's Mercy right now. And it sounds like a lot of the victims are young teens. Um, Hmm. So expect that to be the, uh, the age range of many of when people are talking about children it sounds like it was a bunch of teenagers so don't know you know just just passing along the information of someone who is a first-hand account as to what's going on at that hospital but uh but seriously man and this is supposed to be you know we're bouncing back and forth here this is a day that is supposed to be very exciting in baseball and it's a weird one because the cubs don't have a complete team and the white Sox don't have a good team yeah the white Sox <laughs> camp arrival um yesterday with pedro grafal speaking and a lot more players today and dylan Cease is there and may indeed end up being the opening day starter i gotta say it, it's it's the hardest spring that i've had to try and wrap my head around being like like understanding what the optimism is. I, I think I know, but in terms of like optimism and enthusiasm for the White Sox thing, it's a hard sell right now, man. Like I I I feel like they're trying to tell us that they're raising the floor of the team to have like competent players and to play clean. Like we're going to lose cleaner is what uh is is, is what I'm feeling. Like we'll still be bad but it's going to be a less embarrassing and less sloppy kind of bad. You know, or like uh, this year our terrible hitters will play better defense. Well, let's hear how he's selling it. Here, here's how Pedro Grafal is selling the, the good vibes, babe. You know, the one thing that we did really well this offseason was prepare for this season. And, um, and it wasn't just on our 
coaching staff, it was the front office, but our players did an incredible job of preparing. Uh, we changed this roster quite a you know quite a bit. Um, we brought in some some guys that know how to win, that got experience, um, guys that care about winning, care about uh, the clubhouse, the team, their teammates. Um, when you bring in guys like you know Stassi, Maldonado, De Young, some of these guys that have been in in organizations that have been winning organizations, and then you have that initial phone call with them, and you talk to them two weeks later, and Maldonado's telling me that you know he's had some FaceTime with eight or ten players. He had a Zoom over here. He's had you know, and he's I talked to this guy and that guy. You're like, okay, we're 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 in the right place here. So I think we're a hell of a lot more prepared this year um, than we were last year as far as the infrastructure on how we want to do things. How was the preparation different? I mean, what did you guys and why didn't it happen last year? Do you think? It 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 happened last year. It was just different. Okay. You know, so how was um, it different then? It was different because our interactions with players and the players interactions with themselves was different um there's there's a good vibe here it's a good energy it's uh you know these guys have been talking to each other all off season and i walk out there now and we could start spring training right now i mean we got we're missing probably six or seven players you know that's it um they're they're running four groups of batting practice um most all the catchers are here we're missing one um it's a it's a good vibe right now. It's a, it's good. Like I said, it's a really good vibe. Chris and his oh front gosh. office did a really good job this off season turning this uh, you know this this clubhouse upside down. Ooh, the clubhouse upside down. Can we get a vibe count? God, I'm not even. I think he said vibe five times. Hey, remember when Yasmani Grandal said he didn't slap Tim Anderson? <laughs> yeah. Oh no way. <laughs> Vibes but you better. got rid of both those guys, right? Vibes, let, them, let them go. Vibes are better. You remember. Oh, good vibes, Ben. He was it's supposed magical, to. Good vibes. He was supposed to clean out. Thank you, Spat Meagle. I haven't heard from that guy in a while. It, he was supposed to clean that up last year. That was the whole thing. You're supposed to come in. You're, you're supposed to set the template. You're a culture builder. What happened last year? Nothing. But now we got those guys out of here. But I guess there is some truth to it. Huh? Maldonado is like a great clubhouse guy, especially four years ago and three years ago. When you needed him, yeah. When you really, really <laughs> needed him. Back when he was 47 four years ago. <laughs> like the likelihood of any of these guys being positively, positively impacted by Martin Maldonado, like that are going to be like your Colson Montgomery, like is he even going to be on the team or you know, will they ever even interact, him and Maldonado, you know, mm. like what – like, how much can one guy do, really? Like, I'm glad he's here, like, because, you know... You wanted him forever. I wanted him after 2021 when he was a free agent and they lost to the Astros. I'm like, all right, this is great. You get a defensive-minded, smart, intelligent game planner behind home plate, and you take him away from, at that time, you remember what a time it was mm -hmm. when it was like the Astros, that's who, that's who your biggest rival is, your biggest roadblock, that's who you're trying to build your organization and emulate and then ultimately beat, remember that? Yep. Uh, so you take him away from that team, and in theory, you become better, and then he ended up going back to Houston, which you see why. They won another ring. Um, that was a good moment. It, you know, it was, it was bad that they lost to the Astros in the playoffs, but it was still possible they were going to do some things to get over the hump and truly be World Series ready. And then that offseason just sucked. Yeah, and just getting back to the, to the current team, I'm glad Maldonado's here, but I just, you know, what – 
what's the I can't do another another purposeful tank season you know even if they're tanking the right way hey, well, just, <laughs> dude that's it that's it that's it because i was i had one left that i had left a more pleasant last place team right but tanking the right way i mean goodness after seeing it but we thought they were tanking the right way six years ago. Why didn't they acquire <laughs> these type of players when they really needed them? They just kind of let this team rot away. I think and, they and, thought they were. splinter. They thought, they thought they were, and their scouting was real bad. What, I mean, what they happened? They thought Grandal was that guy. But and they he all really made it wasn't. work in 2021, and I know they were only a good team for half the year, and they kind of just coasted, but... You know, they managed to make it work that year. They did really nothing to try to improve it after that. I think they will play cleaner, Danny. They're going to lo- lose cleaner. Good. It's going to be a much more pleasant last place year. And if that does something for you, great. I got to say. doesn't do a lot for me. Well, I'm, in terms of day one of spring training, let's rally the troops. Let's unveil the slogan. Let's put it on the billboard. Let's sell some tickets. Let's get the group chats fired up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's get some people excited. We're not going to be that dysfunctional this year. <laughs> we like each other. Uh-huh. We're trying. We're doing trust falls. The vibes are strong. That That's not going to move the needle much. Like I, we should not let this manager off the hook, by the way, because he did pretty much nothing. And nothing. I, and I understand. So disappointed with this guy from last year. That you do have to feel things out when you first get hired and you, you learn to gather intelligence about your guys, but he did really nothing, nothing. To, to improve it last he year. He rode the coattails of what they had built, which we all knew was bad. And because it, it festered. That was still able to be competitive under Tony La Russa in 2022. And like, oh, no way would they lose 100 games. Like, no, we never talked about that as a yeah. scenario. And they lost 100 games. In a terrible division. Yes, it's a it it's was, remarkable. Was over by the middle of April. Mm. <laughs> no have, new manager bump. As, as no, 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 no. Manager bump. How, how would you compare? Obviously, it's lower. Is it the lowest? Is this, is this the least it's, excited you've ever been for pitchers and catchers to report to a White Sox spring training? Absolutely, but it's not even like I wouldn't even rank it quote unquote low because just it's just apathy. It's like, oh, okay, here's the thing. And that's the worst place to be for an organization when your fans are just like, all right, whatever. And that's because they promoted from within and you knew it was going to happen. They didn't even bother to look around for somebody smarter. And Jerry told you he wanted somebody who was familiar with everything, even though everything was bad. So, like, this opportunity to really wipe it clean has not been taken and they're not going to do some of the holistic organizational things that really make you a good org. You know how they say that you can't really get to a point of being over someone you were in a relationship with until you get rid of the anger and you only feel indifferent. God, right? it's been a long time since the analogy guy has come out. Well, I, I it's nice to hear you. Th- th- this one's this one's real. It, it's like. It was a quick turnaround, and we haven't been broken up for very long, but I'm already feeling a, a, a form of indifference. And I'm hoping that that indifference can be rectified by the organization actually changing for the better, and I'm hoping I could fall in love with that person again. But it's not easy. It's not easy mm. because we've gone through a regime after regime, and, and not just like the guys at the top, but middle-level decision-makers of of these guys at the top not knowing who to employ and how to employ those people. 
So I, I don't know when I'm going to fall in love with that person again, but I'm nearing indifference, which is terrifying. That is rough on Feb 14. Not falling in love and having indifference on Feb 14. No, but seriously, for both Valentine's Day and for pitchers and catchers reporting, indifference is brutal. It's rough. It's not what it's not what you want. I because on the north side, it's like this team's not quite good enough. It's a little disappointing, but it's not indifference. Hey man, they've all been there. All the players have been out there for weeks and weeks. The manager's excited. You know he's really good. You know they're still going to make some moves. Or at least, I really think they're still going to make they're some moves. They're going to make some moves. Yeah. They're going to make some moves. And, and it's, it's a good and healthy organization that is going to maximize some of their young talent as well as the best organizations do in Major League Baseball. You know that. They've done that. They've shown that. The White Sox have not shown that yet. That is exactly right. There's not a benefit of the doubt that White Sox fans give in Except it's actually the opposite. Yeah. It, it is everything. Tony LaRusso has a parking spot. Oh, yeah, right. He must be running everything. I know. You know, it, it, is, it is maximum skepticism and cynicism, which is earned through their own actions and underachievement. Yeah. But it is very, very different. One hope, one hope is the new hires that Chris Getz has made, whether it's Josh Barfield or Brian Bannister, the pitching guy from San Francisco. Here's an example real quick, okay? Eric Fetty who was bad with the Washington Nationals, then went to Korea and was really good for a couple years and is now back and is in the White Sox org. Brian Bannister apparently told everybody that Eric Fetty works at the same facility where Logan Webb works, the Giants pitcher, who's a top three Cy Young guy, absolute stud. And he acquired two new pitches at this facility over the last couple years that are the same acquisitions that Logan Webb made a few years ago. Bannister used to be in the San Francisco organization. So if he went and took a guy that he knows is ready for a major league bump up because of some of the work he's done away from the organization, that That's smart, and that is the kind of stuff that you need to do. Go steal guys who are ready to show you something because of your inner knowledge. So that's that's why you hire from the outside. It's one of the great reasons you hire from the outside. So I want to know what Brian Bannister thinks and what Josh Barfield thinks about some of their acquisitions coming in. We will put a bow on this thing, Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Did you like the halftime show? Did you like Usher? Uh, you know what? I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I, I, I liked Usher. I thought he did a nice job. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I did not have a problem with it. I did not. <laughs> That's a hell of an endorsement from Coach. <laughs> Thank you, Tanny. Oh, Thank you. That's glorious. <laughs> that. Oh, afternoon, Wani tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's oh, go. Oh, yeah. The, the promo's been recorded. Oh, yeah. We got Afternoon Wani. We got Jarrett Payton after his big conversation with Kevin Warren. Very cool. And his week at the uh, Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Got mm-hmm. to do today. Nothing makes me feel sexier than Usher and Afternoon Wani. I like Usher. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he did. You could tell. By the way, he takes his shirt off and dances when he's here in the studio with us. That's how I knew. He's inspired. I'd like to see Wani on roller skates. <laughs> well, I bet it's happened. Let's ask tomorrow. We'll ask him tomorrow. That's Wani. afternoon, Wani. <laughs> we were inspired by your your incredibly vital endorsement of Usher, and we have to know now whether you've ever worn roller skates. You oh, know Dave owes me a bottle of wine, doesn't he? Or but, no, Margar- no, margaritas. He, has, he owes the margaritas at the... Uh, 
when we're going to go out to Mexican food. Is he in studio tomorrow? He's not back. No, no he's in Florida. Okay, in yeah, Florida. yeah, but when he comes back, oh, for the draft, that's right. When he comes back around the draft, we will uh, go out to Mexican food as a show, and Wani's picking up the tab. Oh, I love it. Thanks to the Chiefs. Thank you. Nice bet. Nice bet. But, you you know, I won a bet last night. Guess what I won? Guess what I won last night? Hadn't played him in a while. Oh, not your Valentine's competition with, with Steen. <laughs> no, I lost that one. Thank you. What did you win? First basket, baby. Oh, congrats. De'Aaron Fox in the, uh, in the Kings yeah, and Suns game. Congratulations. Oh, this, 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 is, this bet was brought to you by Wife is Out of Town right. and an edible. Go ahead. <laughs> no edible, but late night hoops. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. That's right. How can I have some fun? I'll be doing it again tonight. Had the feeling on De'Aaron Fox. I'll be picking apart a late game. I think we got Warriors and... Clippers, I believe, is the late night game. Okay. Early though, it's Bulls and Cavs. Bulls, Cavs, Cavs. Cavs are talented good. team. Talented They've team. They've been really, really good the last couple of months. Yeah, thirty-five and seventeen uh-huh. are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell has been ridiculous yep. this season. Got both bigs back now. Yeah, right. Jared Allen and Mobley. Uh, and, and Mobley. Yeah, obviously Darius Garland's been very good. I think they're the three seed Levert's in the been East. Good. They're the three seed in the East right now. So big test for the Bulls on the road in Cleveland. Coming off Io DeSumo owning Trey Young the other night in Atlanta. You know who put together the Cleveland Cavaliers? I, I believe it's a Division Three guy yeah. who is heavily sourced in uh, in your upcoming book. Oh yeah, Kobe Altman. Absolutely. He's, uh... Middlebury guy ahead of and was on the staff at Amherst with my co-author Ben Kaplan. Check out Pipeline of the Pros. How D3 small college nobodies rose to rule the NBA. Kobe Altman, who put together this Cavs team. He uh, worked with LeBron, D3 guy. The book's available now for pre-order. It's out April 16th. Woj blurbed it. Jeff Van Gundy wrote the foreword. Man. Get involved. Support it. And donating a portion of every book sold to uh, Brain Up, Brain Cancer Research. So... Come on, support it. Pipeline to the pros. You'll learn something about NBA history that you didn't know. There you go. Check it out. Uh, Hug your loved ones, as always. It's a good idea today and every day, not just because of Valentine's Day. Uh, Thank you to – who did we have on today? We had uh, Jackson Kurtz from – KMBC. Yep, KMBC in Kansas City. Very much appreciate him for coming on on a very busy news day, obviously. We have Connor O'Donnell and Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat and video stream. Thank you, sirs. Shane Rudin, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. Bulls basketball coming up. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is the score. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's like you know, we're just going to leave it at that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.